Welcome to another podcast, Rem and Sam. Got a whole bunch of stuff that happened this weekend. Gonna have so much that we decided to break it into two pods. We'll be the NBA one, we'll have an NFL one come out later, you know. But we had something short and sweet. So what do you think? Are you shocked? Are you surprised, dismayed? I don't even notice her. Yeah. I'm not even sure, like, I'm still not totally sure what happened. Uh, so I, you know, I don't definitely don't know how to start talking about it. Um, like, yeah. That was impossible, right? Pretty close. Uh, I mean, unless you have Kawhi have his worst shooting half of his whole career, one of 11, like, there's just, there's just so many stats that show how bad it was. But the problem is, is that watching it is even worse. I mean, when you're, when the final score, 104-89, like, I, I just, watching the highlights, you see guys breaking open threes, hitting the side of the backboard. I mean, it's, and the, the biggest, like, I guess the biggest reason you can show for, besides them being out of some weird funk, is the points off turnover, turnovers. The Clippers played good defense. They had twice as they, the Nuggets had twice as many turnovers as the Clippers. They had 20 to 10. The Nugget, uh, the Clippers got twice as many steals, um, eight to four. But the Nuggets had only one less point off of turnovers. And that's the thing. Like the Clippers were playing final defense. It's just their offense was so atrocious. Like, yes, Jamal Murray put up 40 points. Um, but it's not like 104 is that hard to beat in this NBA. It's just PG from the field went four of his 16 and two of 11 from three. Like, I think I saw um, Marcus Morris only hit like one three. And just, just ridiculous. Kawhi four of 11 for the whole game. Um, no, six of 22 from the field. And then uh, two of seven from three. Like, that's, those are just horrendous numbers. And... Um, and I mean the the Nuggets already have plenty of experience of being in Game Sevens. I mean they're not new to being under this kind of pressure. I mean apparently they only play well when they're under this kind of pressure for some reason. So uh, I I don't know 40 points by Jamal Murray. And when I saw him hit that um, shot, because I was at work, I couldn't watch the whole game. But when I saw that um, at the end of the second quarter when he hit that shot from his hip, I was like the game's over. I mean I knew he was. They were only down by one point. The possession right before Kawhi had like tried to dribble into the paint and then he gave up a turnover. Jamal Murray comes and hits that shot. I'm like, he's on fire. They're not going to lose. On top of that, Jokic. And that's the worst part. The, the Nuggets weren't even on fire. They were only 35% from three. I mean, Jokic couldn't hit one. He was 0 of 4. I mean, but the thing is, is he did what he did, does best when he isn't scoring. And that's getting rebounds, being the big man. He got 22 rebounds. I mean, and the Nuggets, I mean, the Clippers were known for not having that much size, so it's not too crazy, but, I mean, he also, Jokic, uh, had another triple-double, 16 points, 13 rebounds, so, um, I mean, the, the Nuggets just played their game, I mean, it was only 104 points, which, I mean, they did they weren't going 100% the whole time, but it's not like they had, they were on fire or crazy, besides, outside of Jamal Murray, it's just, they mostly played their game. The bench even didn't play that well. Like, I think Michael Porter was over four. Um, I don't think they had any threes from their bench. So that, that's the worst part, I think, personally, from the Clippers is 
it's not like the Nuggets were playing out of their mind, except for Jamal Murray. And if it's one guy going off, you should have two of the best defenders who were who the whole team was playing great defense, but the Nuggets, the Clippers just didn't capitalize. So I know it was a two-man podcast, so I'll let you talk. But that that was just the most frustrating thing is the Clippers they they had the chance, they just couldn't apparently take advantage. Aren't the Clippers like the team we were supposed to trust the most of all the teams in the playoffs? Like going in, it was like so uncertain, like who is actually going to make the finals because there was, you know, such a handful of good teams like in the East. You could have seen anybody like Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, like any of those teams. Uh, but it seems like the Clippers were like the one team that everybody was like kind of defaulting to to like, well, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Clippers, and that's just because they had Kawhi, and Kawhi was the guy that was never going to have bad playoff games. And then they just put, like, three in a row. Like, what – I don't I don't know that happens, especially when you're supposed to be the medicine desk. And, I mean, I'm, at some point in each of these three games, they had more than 15-point lead at some point in the game. They just choked. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, this they played one well to start. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, it's like the the one thing for the Clippers was like, it just, it, you wondered when they could ever like flip the switch and you just kind of always assumed they had the switch to flip where they would just go up a different level. I mean, we saw it in the, was it the Dallas series or was it this series that came out and scored like 150 points in one of the games? I think that was the think Dallas, was Dallas series, right? Yeah, it was Dallas. You were like, oh, there it is, because this is why this is why we love the Clippers so much. Because when they turn it on, when they have to turn it on, they absolutely can, and they just never did that in this series. And like you said, they had like 15 point leads in every game, and then they just—I don't know. I'm still so confused. I'm so confused what happened. I don't know what's worse, like the, the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead, or the Nuggets came back from another 3-1 deficit. Like I don't know which one's more impossible. I don't know. You think you think they could do it again against the Lakers? No. I'm just going to say – I know we're not doing – there's no way they beat the Lakers, right? There's no way. I mean, we said that about the Clippers, though. I I actually sneaky like the – I kind of like the matchup. I mean, the Lakers outside of Rondo don't really have a good perimeter defender for Jamal Murray. I mean, and yes, they have those uh, trees inside, but – I mean, Jokic is great at passing to the you don't outside. Like Caruso's chances? I I, re- I think Caruso's a bit overrated. I mean, he's he is a decent uh, bench guy, but at the same time, like Jamal Murray and Jokic don't really seem like rest is getting to them. I mean, they are younger, which I mean, which does help them. Um, also, rest isn't that big of an issue right now. And if LeBron takes some games off, I mean, he better not. But I think they could mess around, win two, three games, make it interesting. And if anyone on their bench actually scores, like Michael Porter, I mean, which he has shown, he can show up. So, and also the Lakers aren't the very, very good at three-point shooting. Like, I mean, yes, Rondo may have hit like one or two open shots, but like LeBron isn't going to hit all those and threes. And that's the thing that always like, even when the TNT NBA crew was breaking down the film, they were like, 
Yes, the Rockets lost to LeBron shooting threes, but they can live and die with that because LeBron's not going to do that every game. Like, he's not he's not known for shooting. And if he if you can phase him inside, and they have the defenders for uh, Denver to keep up with him. I mean, Grant, I'm Porter. Uh, who else? Uh, I mean, Jamal Murray will give it all. So, I mean, maybe they'll tire out and not get it together, but I. I mean, I I could definitely see Denver making this one interesting. Isn't that what's – of course, what's going to happen, right? Like, they come back from 3-1 to one twice, and now everybody's like, I don't know. I kind of like the Nuggets to make the finals. Kind of interesting. Now everybody's going to love them. What? Well, what are Oh, I, I think you're a I just out. the Nuggets don't anybody stop LeBron or AD. Like Jokic isn't gonna Jokic isn't gonna do anything against Davis. Like Jokic in the series offensively was like really good. He had some phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. But there were times when the Clippers could just get away with playing Zubots for a while because Jokic on pick and rolls when he's rolling is apparently just never gonna try to get all the way to the hoop. He's either gonna like throw it out to the corner or just, like, pull up for, like, eight and yeah. shoot a little floater. Like, he's never going to take it to Zubots. Or he's just going to back out and shoot a three. And then defensively, like, uh, as long as Zubots is, like, rolling to the basket after pick and rolls, like, Jokic can't keep up with him at all. So Yo- if Zubots is just, like, hanging around the hoop. And then when guys are, like, driving or running screens, he's, like, always there as his bailout option. I mean, mm-hmm. Davis is going to kill Jokic, but... I mean, Murray, like, where are we at with Murray now? Because that bef- I think before this game, even though coming back and, t- and took it to a game seven, like, it was this series still felt like normal Jamal Murray compared to last series, right? Like, he had some up and down games. Yeah. And his good games were pretty good. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. great, obviously. It wasn't like 50-point games again. But you were like, oh, yeah, he played really well. He put up almost 30. His shooting numbers were good. Like, this is good Jamal Murray. But then he would have the games where you're like, oh, yeah, he's inconsistent. He's up and down. This is why we don't trust him. But now that they've done this twice and he had another game seven where he was awesome, like, we have to be we have to be all in on Jamal Murray, right? I mean, kind of, yeah. The difference, I think, also with these two series is that last series, if Gobert makes a good pass, like, they're not winning that series. You know, they're they're out. And against a better team, they destroyed them. Like, and yes, obviously there was, you know, Kawhi and PG, whatever was going on with them. Something was going on inside their heads. Like, that's kind of on them. But at the same time, I mean, the Nuggets had to play some kind of defense. I mean, they were part of this. They did beat them uh, almost by, finished beating them by 20 points. And they pretty much, like, like this is going to be a huge black mark on Kawhi's and, uh, um, on Kawhi's and PG's career as, like, these guys kind of really did choke against this team coming down from 3-1. Like, even with the whole, oh, the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, that game was still close. Like, it still took a all-time block better than Bam's block uh, in the finals. Um, and um, Kevin Love playing great defense on Curry. And, I mean, if Curry makes that shot, like, there's a high chance the Warriors still uh, get, like, what is it, four or five in a row? And they were at home. So, like, this is completely different than that one. I mean, they uh, obviously the Cavs and Warriors were a lot closer in skill level, blah, blah, blah. But 
I think this one is a way worse than pretty much any other 3-1 lead. I mean, and yes, we've had like only two other ones that gotten blown, but this is definitely way worse on our more damage, damaging to their image. Imagine this to Kawhi. Because we were, we were all ready to be like, this guy's going to win three finals, three finals and he's with different teams and he's going to do it in back years with two different teams. And it's like, that's so, that's so unparalleled to anything that's ever happened. Like, how do we even think about that when we're talking about Kawhi as an all-time great player? Just because it's, it's so far removed from what anybody's ever done. And now it's, and we go from that to now we just blew a 3-1 lead. And now everybody's going to be like down on Kawhi. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, I don't, like, do they run it back? I mean, they kind of have to, right? Like, because they have two-in-one contracts for PG and um, uh, Kawhi. Did you see what, like, Paul George said after the game? Oh, no, I didn't watch Like, some quotes just in general from the clip are really weird. Like, Paul George said, like, internally, we didn't think this was, like, a chin-chip or bust kind of year. Like what year did you think it was? Like why did why did you want to go join Kawhi if you didn't want to try to win a championship? Like everybody all year thought you guys had the best roster in the league. Especially it's like Harold and Williams and Beverly and the versatility and the closing lineup and all that stuff. It's like you guys we all thought you guys had the best one. What did you guys think you had if you doesn't if it's not championship or bust to you? Do you even think of yourself as one of the best players in the league? If you do, you think that you and Kawhi should be competing for the championship every year? And maybe it's a Clippers curse. I mean, they're 0-8 when they try to get in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but with the Clippers, I mean, honestly, with Kawhi winning it last year, it just I never felt like there was a sense of hunger. You know, like they really needed this. Like, Harold, you know, he always has his – like, he has that Westbrook mentality and stuff. And Lou Will, he just seems like he's chilling most of the time. I mean, and Kawhi, he's not great with the expressions and stuff. But we already have seen Paul George in the playoffs when you rely on him. And it doesn't usually turn out great. Um, I mean, yes, he had those series against LeBron way back when. But, I mean, even then he didn't win. So, but with the Nuggets, you just there's something about Jamal Murray. He he always just has that edge. I mean, and Jokic, he he had 22 rebounds. Like, with the stat line Jokic had, I mean, I could see him having the same exact one and they lose. So, you know, it's it, – I mean, and that's the reason why I actually liked Denver over Clipper, uh, the Clippers um, against the Lakers because, I mean, I think the Lakers could just beat the Clippers inside. You know, they have LeBron and AD, and, there's, and then if they bring out the other trees and Dwight and JaVale, like, it, it's pretty much over for the Clippers. I mean, they pretty much have a guaranteed two points every possession, but Denver is something else. But I'm getting off topic. But back to Denver, I just feel like they're young. They've, they've been untested. I, um, that last year's series against um, – didn't they – yeah, I think they got eliminated by uh, – were they eliminated by – no, they were eliminated by the Trailblazers. I think heard them, and everyone's been discounting them, hating them, hating on them, so – I definitely think Denver was just – they just wanted it more. And it was obvious. Also, Mike Malone is – I really like Mike Malone as a coach. Like, he's, he definitely has done a great job here. And, I, I mean, I feel like he's a big part of motivating them and pushing them for this because 
His his interviews are always interesting. Hasn't Jamal Murray seen like the most affected by like the social justice that all these movements that all these players have gone through recently and all of their efforts in in that area? Because I mean after after that uh when they had to postpone the few games there and they the league and the players kind of got together and talked about kind of efforts they would be uh, doing for the social justice part. Uh, he's like played, I mean, he's played the best basketball of his career. And you can tell in the interviews afterwards when he talks about it, he's like, it, he's super passionate about it. It's very important to him. Like it almost feels like, like, I mean, it's going to be cliche to say, but it's like he's actually playing for something bigger than basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing. It like, seems like his emotions. You can are tell from the way he talks about it that yeah, it, he's definitely like it's like a driving force for him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's taking all of these to heart. Like the amount of uh, videos they have of him after games, like just on his emotions and stuff. Like he's definitely leaving it all out there. Uh, but I got a question: Is Jamal Murray the best guard left in this playoffs? In this playoffs? Yeah, like right so now. So the four like, teams left? I mean, probably. It's either him or him, right? I mean, yeah, none of the Miami guys. Jimmy, I mean, thought. it depends. Like, I don't know if you want to call Jimmy Butler. Or... Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's more of like a forward, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I guess it's either him or Kemba. And he's probably had a better playoffs than Kemba. So, I'm – yeah, he probably is. I mean – I don't know, like, outside of winning a ring, I don't know what else will make, like, us give Jamal Murray his respect. Because it feels like, it just feels like it's because he's so young that it's, he doesn't get as much love, like, I mean, his, as much as, like, Hero. I don't know. Because it seems like with Hero, you know, everyone says, oh, he's this clutch guy, you know. And then Jamal Murray, it's like, oh, he goes off. And he's like, you know, he's a leader and stuff. But. Like next year, if even if he makes like even if he scored averages like twenty points against the Lakers, like next year when uh, we do like rankings and stuff, I I highly doubt he'll be like in the top ten of anyone because I just feel like he, he doesn't get enough respect than most of other people who are playing at this level right now. Like, well, he's never done before. This is the first time he's doing it. And yeah. like that, even in the series, he had his up and down when, like, he really, like, I don't want to call it like a band because it wasn't just a band-aid. Like, it was an all-time great performance, mm-hmm. uh, capping on 3-1 comeback and scoring 40 points in a game seven. Like, yeah, that's all-time stuff. But it's just so, it's new for Jamal Murray. Like, he's never had the playoff success that he's in this year. So, yeah, like, it's not, it's. Like, we're just going to have to see it for longer. We have to see where it goes before we're talking about him. As, I mean, like, I don't, still don't think he's important than he is. Like, I would still think Jokic is their best player. Yeah. So, I don't know if, like, top ten is, like, where we should be talking about him yet. But, like, I mean, if you asked – I think if you asked people on the streets right now who the – you know, start ranking the point guards in the league, like, I think it's going to be, like, in some order, Curry, Dame, and Jamal Murray, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's one or two people who still put Russell Westbrook up there for some reason. Um, or Harden, one of the two. 
Um, but yeah, you don't think people are sick of Westbrook yet? I think there's some still some OKC fans who are like, oh, he still was great, or not even because he got traded, so it wasn't wasn't like uh wasn't like Durant over there. Um, but yeah, do you? What do you think about the the Celtics Miami? Did you watch that game? Yeah, I mean, you already mentioned the thing about the block. I think that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we we don't want to start by discrediting it, but I I uh, I sent you what Magic said after the game, where he called the best play defensive play ever in the playoffs, and it's like, Magic, did you not watch the 2016 Finals? Yeah, it's like the greatest. It's one of the greatest plays of all. It's probably the greatest of the century, right? Of the 21st I mean, century, it's probably the best player. basketball play. It's definitely the most important. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, I not only the most... 3 1 comeback in the finals. Yeah, this Kyrie shot is probably no, up there. Ray Allen, three in the corner. Uh, oh. Probably. Yeah, those two probably would be. I mean, there's also Dirk's layup where he, like, that was so contested. So, I mean, that yeah. combined with I mean, LeBron's bot are, like, just all better than – I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it wasn't a bad block. No, it it might – both of these were, like, in the same scenario if this was, like, a block in, like, the third quarter of a game. Mm-hmm. I was going to dunk it on him. Yeah. Like, Tatum was going in hard. And it was one of those like where Bam got a hand on it, but Tatum was still able to like, like push it over the rim, and Bam was just too strong. Like he ended up swatting it away. But I mean, Bam that whole game, like, I mean, you could see when they take him off the floor what it does to their defense. Like there was a stretch in the third quarter there where the Celtics ended up uh, growing to like a double-digit lead, and Bam was on the off the floor for most, and then they put back in. And I mean, the defensive energy just it goes way up and then they were able to just like slowly chip away at it after that. But I mean, his mm-hmm. activity level, like there was, there was one play in the, the fourth quarter where like one of the Celtics like runs like a high pick and roll. So he like steps up to guard and then he'll like, then he like closed out to the shooter in the corner and then they arrived and kicked it to the other corner. And then he like stepped baseline to like block guy. Like, like is Bam, Bam be the best defender in the league honestly? Like, his activity level and like what, mm-hmm. how it rubs off to all the other guys on the floor too is incredible. So who who is your pick for the series? I'm still riding with the Celtics. All right. We weren't able to do a ton of NBA over the past couple of weeks during a Celtics Raptors, but mm-hmm. I mean, I have stuff written down from game four after the Raptors tied it. And it was two to two, and there was stuff, and it was like, oh man, here come the Raptors, like defending champs, all the pride, you know, they're not gonna go out easy. And I was just, I just decided, I, I'm, I'm still a ride or die with Tatum. So even after game one of the Heat, like I'm, I'm still in my mind, I'm just gonna ride or die with the Celtics at this point. Yeah. I think Celtics is the matchup I most want to see. Just you know, the historic matchup. I think LeBron Tatum is fun. Because, I mean, Tatum, like, he's kind of getting lost in, like, the the Luka Love and Giannis and Zion, those kind of guys where it's, like, do the next 
guys you'd want to start your franchise with, like who basically. And I mean, yeah. Tatum already is. I mean, he's not just like a super. Tatum is in a level player right now. He's like a what? A, like a legitimate like, like top seven, top five kind of guy. The way he's playing. Yeah. And I mean, you could make a case that just, just since the restart, so just the Orlando bubble, the seeding games and the playoffs, like Tatum has been the best player in the East. Mm -hmm. And you could get that argument. It's not impossible. And I, you know, he missed a couple of shots at the end of the, he missed the game winner and end of the fourth quarter, he got a pretty good look at a three. Mm. And then he almost hit shot at the end of overtime where smart throws in triple coverage and, get to catch it, fall down, and then get back up, and he almost hits the three. But So, I mean, yeah, he could have played a little better into the game. But, I mean, I'm, I'm so in Tatum right now. I think he's probably the best player in the series. Like I said, you can make the case that in Orlando he's been the best player in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ride with the Celtics. I mean, there were some Giannis seeding games. But, but you know, yeah, probably... Miami, what Miami – what Miami – like if my Miami could win this in, you know, five or six, and I wouldn't be totally shocked. But I'm still, I'm still going with the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, I feel like yes, the smart pick is to go with Miami because, I mean, they just have too much talent everywhere. While I feel like um, the Celtics without Gordon Hayward don't have as much like, don't have as many options on offense. Um, and the defense and stuff. Yeah, you could but really see the miss Hayward at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, you could re- because then I forget there was a part where like Tice fouled out, and they ended up having to go to Wanamaker with like thirty seconds left in overtime, and you never want Wanamaker out there in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So you could really see they kind of miss Gordon Hayward at the end of that game, especially for that kind of point. Exactly, but the the thing is, I feel like that without. Hayward, these guys, these two teams are so closely matched because the few scores that Boston has are better, like at creating their own shot than Miami. Like Tyler Hero is pretty, I mean, he is pretty good, but he is a rookie. And Jimmy Butler isn't necessarily outside of uh, the last three seconds of a game, isn't that great at uh, creating his own shot. I mean, they run their offense with Bam and stuff. But Kemba Walker, I mean, he can put pretty much anyone on skates. And like you just mentioned, my man's favorite player, Tatum. I mean, he, you can't, like, he can score outside, inside, wherever you want. And he was on fire this game. I mean, he had 30 points. He still played like a superstar. So, um, and he was one dunk away from, like, winning this game. Like, it wasn't like they got blown out or anything. So, uh, I definitely think that if the um, – uh, Boston, if and someone outside of uh, Tatum can get hot, you know. I mean, Marcus Smart still is surprisingly consistent, which I, I from three, which I always found surprising that off the dribble, I think he's like 40% last time I checked. It might be obviously lower, but um, I think that if, if Tatum can keep up scoring like this and they have one or two guys blow up like Jalen Brown, you know, and I, I actually didn't see, but um, – what Jalen Brown put up for the game, but it, I mean, this is definitely going to be a hard fought, fought battle, but I got to go with you. I'm, I'm saying it'd probably be uh, Celtics, uh, in, but it'll go to seven. I'm, I'm thinking, I think it will go to seven because it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, 
with the three Marcus Smart have in that game? Like thirty he took thirteen threes, didn't he? Yeah, he took like thirteen threes, like made 13 six, he made six of them. Yeah, almost went fifty percent from three. And he had more points than Jalen Brown. He was he was three of four from three, uh six of fourteen, but he had only seventeen points because yeah, he, he definitely wasn't as aggressive as normal. Um and Kemba was one and nine, so he was cold. And I mean, you know, it was one and nine for three. So it it I I think that it, I mean it was only a three point game and and the Heat were forty four percent from three, so they were hitting their shots. Um it yeah, it it, it man, it went to overtime. I mean it's they they I mean I I know I'm just stuttering now, but Tatum is on fire and I think they're gonna win it in seven. So I'll just put it that way. Uh hopefully Hayward can come back as soon as possible though, because him coming would be a huge boost and I think they'll need him if they wanna win the championship, let alone get out of this uh series. But Hero's my guy. I love Hero though. Hero's he's not a great creator, but when they need shots from him, he almost always makes. I have a friend who was a Milwaukee Bucks fan, and then now is a apparently a Miami Heat fan after watching Tyler Hero. That's what oh. he told me. So that's a pretty weak move, but <laughs> Tyler Hero's cool. Know. Like you know, people love Tyler Hero. I mean, almost always when he's showed up, like in the few moments he's had that they need him to show up, he does. So you he know. does. I wonder what his shooting percentage is with like less than a minute left. That guy, that guy doesn't miss. I remember in that was it that game where they lost in overtime to Milwaukee, and he went three of six for three, but he hit all of his threes in like the last like, thirty seconds of the fourth quarter overtime. Like that. That just shows up. I mean, yeah, he's a big time player. I love Hero. I love watching Hero. Hero's great. I was, I would. The only concern that he would be uh, how much offense they uh, they need from Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder shoots a lot, and I don't know. That's probably more just Jay Crowder knowing how he works than it is you know Eric Spoelstra mm-hmm. being like, let's get the ball to Jay Crowder so he can shoot. But he's he's gonna have he's gonna have how many games is he gonna have where he goes like four or fifteen? He's gonna have at least two, right? I mean, yeah, he was four, five, and nine, and was the third highest score. Or I mean, second highest score for the team. So, and that's the thing. I don't think. Yeah, so he's um, just. What was it? He's just a, he's a little too important for Miami sometimes when you watch him. Mm-hmm. That would that'd be my one concern. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I, oh my goodness, yeah. And I don't, and I don't think um, he'll put up twenty-two points every single game. I mean, he's not going to average that. Um, I mean, we'll have to see if Jimmy can even keep up twenty points because some games he'll just hit one or two shots. Um, but yeah, they, and I mean, Hero only had twelve points, so I, I think there's just they have a lot of scores on the Heat, but. Uh, the Boston, I just feel like, just has they 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 should have won this game. I mean, I I think they should have, but they just they just couldn't hit the shots that they needed to. I mean, they missed Tatum hit missed that three at the end, and then he missed that dunk, which 
if he did into if he made it into a layup, I'm pretty sure he would have made that. It was just he had to be a little flashy, which by the way would have been one of the other highlights I would have mentioned whenever talking about him, but I mean, I think he should probably have made that into a layup or a shot instead of dunk, but who knows? You know. Who yeah. I mean that's that's one of the all time what if dunks if he makes mm. that. Mm-hmm. I, luckily for uh for highlight purposes, Bam blocked it, so we still got the highlight out of it. But obviously we get the Tatum side. I mean, like it's like LeBron at the end of the twenty sixteen finals when he almost dunked it over Draymond Green and Green oh, fouled him and he missed. That was like, that's another all time play. But someone could have been injured. Um, someone could have gotten uh, injured so easily on that play, and like how high the ball went, it looked like someone did. But that was a weird play. It's one of the. It's definitely one of my top plays. I would change if I mm-hmm. could. If I could go back and change like three plays in NBA history, I would change that one to a make. That would definitely. be an. I mean, that would just be an insane insane highlight just mm-hmm. i mean he would have destroyed draymond like the, yeah he was so vicious on that dunk oh i mean it would have been it probably would have been the best dunk of all time yeah and then he did like, doing it like a couple minutes after having the best defensive play of all time like lebron just does those two things and it's a 3-1 comeback I mean, it's it's always like how much does LeBron have to do to eventually pass Michael Jordan? But those mm-hmm. two highlights would uh, would be fun for sure. Anyway, if not anything else, they'd be fun. So, um, how many games do you think this is going to between uh, Celtics and which one? Celtics and Celtics Miami? Me? Yeah, uh, probably seven, right? Yeah, I like mean, that's another. I mean, if the team has to go six, that means they have to, like, what, like two or three row? I think that's going to happen. I'm not that good at math, but I mean, I guess they easily win two in a row to go to seven, so it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, the obvious picks to go to seven, I mean, these teams are basically, they're basically evenly matched. Like, mm-hmm. how was the final? Was it what? Was it a one point game? Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a three point game. I mean, it was two when they tried game. to do the dunk, but then they fouled them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a three-point game, yeah. I will say for Boston, this is like the third really emotionally taxing game they played in a row. Right? Because game six to row, that was a double overtime game. Then they played a game seven. And then they played another overtime game. Yeah. But look at the Nuggets. They had back-to-back seven-game series, and they clutched it, though. Um, the Nuggets are, we know they built different though, right? I mean, I guess they are. I guess they are. And apparently a lot of people are leaving their roster, so they kind of feel like it's a last dance kind of thing. So, so are you picking the Nuggets to be Lakers then? Are you actually going to pick them? No, I, I, got, I got the Lakers in six. I mean, it's LeBron in AD. I, I think they'll come. They'll, and I, oh, and I don't think they Boy. I don't, 
honestly, outside this you side gotta stick, of you got to stick by your boys. You just said you liked them. Yeah, no, I said I like the matchup, which is why I'm giving them two games. But outside of this side of Milwaukee, I don't think there's anyone who can guard AD. So I I got to go with uh, LeBron and them. I mean, and LeBron's been watching film. He's had how many days of rest as well as AD. While the Nuggets have gone through two second-game series. And, I mean, yes, they, they didn't look tired at all in this one, but at some point they got to get tired, like, you know. So game five, I think, like, will be – game four or five will definitely be where LeBron will need to kick it into second gear like he did against the Rockets. And, I mean, Frank Vogel has shown that he's smart enough to come up with different ways to stop great offenses, especially – players with who have an offense that's mostly revolving around one or two players like the Rockets with Harden. I mean, they don't they haven't really had to deal with offenses like the Celtics or the Raptors or the Miami where you have like six or seven guys who could go off for 20. And they just they know how to focus on a few people, how to double team them and make them pass out of it. And yes, Jokic is great at passing, so even if they double team Murray or it'd still be dicey, but at the same time, if you're making Nuggets rely on their other players um, and not their player who's gone off for 40 and 50 points, I mean, and then you have LeBron and AD coming right back down and you clear out for AD on the low post post, like there's not much anyone can do. So, and you brought up yourself, Jokic's defense is, can be definitely sus sometimes. So I, I definitely like the Lakers chances. They, they just came out of a series where they were focusing on this kind of defense and, I think they'll just do the same thing again. So, and they have tall guys. So, in the double team, it'll be hard to pass out as is. If Ron's gonna win the, like I mean, buddy, I mean, specifically because he's one of the guys with the most at stake. Like, if you're gonna win the title, you need some lucky breaks. Mm-hmm. His lucky break is doesn't have to play the Clippers, because the Clippers have been like an absolute kryptonite for the Lakers. Like, LeBron is clearly at his worst when he's playing the Clippers. They lost the season series to him. And I didn't see anything in the season series that would change my mind and make pick the Lakers over the Clippers. Like, if I was if that's, the, if that's the series that we had gotten, then, I mean, my heart probably would have told me to go on with Lakers because it's hard to pick against LeBron. But my head would have been like, yeah, just be Clippers. Like, the Lakers can't be Clippers in the seven-game series. There's no way. So I'm the Laker extremely fortunate that this has even gone this way and that they're going to, they get to play the Nuggets because the Nuggets, like we've been pointing out, probably a terrible matchup for uh, probably the Lakers are an awful matchup for the Nuggets. I mean, of course they are. They have LeBron and Davis, but like mm-hmm. definitely like we've been pointing out, there's, they're not going to do anything to stop these guys. Mm-hmm. So like LeBron, LeBron must be so happy right now. I mean, he's going to have to play Kawhi and Paul George and Harrell and those guys. Like, who's going to be guarding him? Michael Porter Jr.? Jeremy Grant? Paul Millsap? We saw Millsap try to guard LeBron, what, five years ago in Atlanta, and it didn't work. So it's not going to work now. I think Grant could make make frustrate him a bit. I mean, wasn't there – who were they playing against? Wasn't Lou Dort – they were playing against the Raptors when OG got under his skin. I mean, if you have a athletic enough tall guy who is can match him for size, and he you have like him stay on him like sticky glue, 
and you you can really get in his head. And I mean, that's why I think they'll take one or two early games, like game one or two, where LeBron is chilling. And but eventually, yeah, he'll turn it on, and they're they're will go to the finals. It seems like Gary Harris is the one guy that's like would even like be up to the challenge, but his the size difference between him and Harris is so big. Harris yeah, I'll is, definitely be Harris off is of the green. one guy that when he's out there is like. Yeah, so I mean, you know, nobody's nobody's gonna stop stop. It was nice. It was nice in the Rock series to like be reminded about. Cause I mean, year seventeen, like LeBron's lost some of the athleticism. You can just tell with how he plays and the draws of the hoops. But it's mm-hmm. still nice to see like the handful of LeBron super athlete plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got some blocks on Westbrook in those games that were really impressive, and then some of the lobs were. You know, the, it's not like the guard had to throw it to LeBron. He could have just taken it for himself. But, you know, he throws it off the backboard or throws a little alley-oop or something like he would do in Cleveland or Miami. And then, it, you know, it's just, ni- it's just nice to see, like, like peakish LeBron, you know. Well, the guard needs a couple more years on his contract, you know. I don't have to say that. Uh, but, yeah, no. It's, you saw Lonzo signed to clutch sports. Yeah, does that mean he's going back to the Lakers? Maybe, you know. Lonzo in LA with AD, you know, the Clippers, the old boys. That'd be that'd be crazy. Um, Ben Simmons and Lonzo, the Lakers. Ben Simmons and Lonzo. Oh my goodness, that'd be, that'd be something else. Ben Simmons went to the Lakers; it would mess up their spacing so much. Like, how many teams are there? out there like that wouldn't get messed up in their spacing and stuff with Ben Simmons on the team. Like the Kings, <laughs> like any contending team that would get better by adding Ben Simmons. Like maybe Miami, I guess. I mean, Miami wouldn't be a bad team for him to go to. Um, do you believe the Giannis stuff? Do you think Giannis think is staying in Moving topic. What are you saying? I mean, he's such a... Ben Simmons is such an elite defender that, I mean, it's not like because he can't shoot doesn't mean that a team would get worse. Like, if you come on L.A., it's, I mean, obviously there's no base there, but it just now def- defensively you hope they just hold their opponents to, like, 90 points a game. So do you think, do you think Giannis is staying or not? I don't I, – I think he'll stay. I think I'm pretty sure – He'll stay up there in Milwaukee, even though he did have. You sent a, me a thing. I sent you a thing saying what? Yeah, you sent me the thing where it was like to follow all his teammates on Instagram. Is mm-hmm. that true? I think that is true. I'm pretty so far. Those I haven't checked. I mean, I wouldn't. But so far, everything those guys usually say is true. So hopefully it is. Well, and then I mean, that's never been a good sign, right? And then he had some pose on his Instagram, like thanking Milwaukee for everything they've done this season and stuff. I'm like, uh, you know, he came yeah, out he and- did. There was there was like a weird final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a really weird like, thank you for everything kind of post. I don't know between that and the following the team thing, it does seem seems like things are getting a little sketchy over there. Budenholzer is the one interesting thing because. I mean, when they hired Budenholzer, like, he was a clear upgrade. 
Mm-hmm. But like, still, like, he's never really had much success in the playoffs. I mean, has been going. He went against LeBron for most of his time in Atlanta. But you know, he never he never did well. So bringing him in Milwaukee, like, like it had to peak at some point with Udenholzer, right? Like, it feels right that like he's not kind of the guy, unless he does like an Andy sort of ordeal and pulls one out late in his career. Like, I don't even know who's the guy to win with. And I'm I'm not trying to get all risky biased with it. Like, that's just kind of the way he's been his whole career. Like, he's never, I don't mm-hmm. know, he's been to the conference finals like once or twice. I'm sure hasn't been all that. He's just—he's been like an above-average coach and an okay playoff coach. So yeah, I mean Giannis might, and I mean this roster the whole time was—are they really going to win a title with Middleton as their second-best player? And then well, yeah. all the devs is, I mean we we talked about it. It was like it was like how much of their offense is going to kicking out kicking it out to Brook Lopez for corner threes and like how long can that work? We talked about that before. So, you know, I don't know what kind of upgrade to do. But then in the day, we still, like, lost the best team in the East, and ultimately they failed. And all the Giannis' fault. So I don't know where Giannis goes from here. Well, because he did, apparently, on the usual visit Haynes makes to the team, he, he talked with Haynes, and everyone apparently left the meeting in good spirits. And the Bucks have said they're willing to spend money on um, – for to build a team around Giannis. Well, the thing is, is like, unless they bring in another, like... Didn't they try to do that, though? Exactly. Like, Bledsoe, they didn't spend money for Brogdon. That's what I'd want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, they spent money on bad players. I mean, they had Marvin Williams. They overpaid Middleton. They overpaid Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, I've never questioned whether or not Milwaukee spent money. They just haven't spent money, like, you know, like super mm-hmm. good players. I mean, they've been like low-level all-stars and decent role players at best. My thing is, isn't it Giannis that's kind of the problem? Like, we kind of need a player who can, like, take over the game when Giannis is busy playing a big man in game six of a second-round series. Like, it. The problem is, is that Giannis isn't the MVP in those situations. But the problem is, all the rest of the time he is, and that's why he is such a valuable player. But you need him to be the MVP in those moments, unless you get someone like um, I don't even know who they could get. Like everyone are stealing, taking the stars. Like it's not like they're just lying around there. Like so I I honestly don't know Embiid? what kind of moves the Bucks could make. What were you gonna say? Yeah, him to the Heat maybe. I'd just be sad to see Bam and Harden? Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Harden would be actually an interesting. Harden and Giannis. Problem is, Game Seven they play hot potato. Um, but that'd be is Harden Harden's gonna be like sneaky. The Rockets are going to be the sneaky blow it up team this off season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, D'Antoni's already gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did he quit? Or he said he's not coming it's back, good. right? Yeah, he said he's gone. He's out. D'Antoni said goodbye, and he's gone. I wonder if Maury's coming back. 
Harden for Simmons, straight up. I mean, if you're the Rockets, I don't know how you say yes, but oh my goodness, that would help the 76ers. Yeah, Why would the Rockets say no? Um, I mean, you're right. He's not like a very terrible party player, yeah. but well, and the James him, Harden thing's not be, working out, though. At well, point, him, you're going to be like a, what were we going to say? No, with with him, you're just going to be an average playoff team, uh, which doesn't help you in either direction because there's no one on their team who's going to get really better outside of Simmons. Like, what's the rest book is going to be, whatever he is. Eric Gordon's pretty old. Like, there's no one else. So, like, you're 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 just banking on if uh, Ben Simmons can suddenly become Doncic or something and go crazy. Which I mean, I don't see happening. Him hitting threes and stuff. So you're you're staying average with a guy who pretty much has shown us what he will be. So you're not getting any better draft picks. And I mean, and yeah, now it doesn't matter really too much with your record and as much as it used to. But it doesn't feel like you're really going anywhere. Like like even the Kings have something they can say. They have like some hope. Like Fox is still hopefully can go somewhere. Bagley's been hurt so much. Like, hopefully he can get healthy. Like, they have some young guys. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't, if I was the Rockets, I probably wouldn't know if he had to pay that contract. So, I mean, but for the 76ers, that'd be nice. I mean, Joel would be complaining about not getting the ball, though. Would you do that? Would you just flip the Kings for for to Fox, Heald, and Bagley? For Harden? Is I mean, that too I much? See it happen. I think, does Harden get the ball even more? Like, this is just 100% of the possessions instead of 98. Um, yeah, no, I with the Kings... I don't know. Maybe we'll do a full James Harden fake trade podcast. I feel like we could do a lot with that. Get him out of Houston. With Harden, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to go. But I feel like, again, at some point it's going to have to come to an end. It's clearly not working. I mean, like, with Harden, what is it? Like, does he just turn off his brain? Is he, like, I, I just never understand, like, it doesn't, like, and obviously not everyone can have, like, you know, the I got to go 100% mentality all the time. But when you're in that situation so often and you realize that you giving lackadaisical, lackadaisical, I think that's how you say it, lackadaisical effort in those clutch moments as such a talented player, like, and that doesn't work, maybe you should do something different. Like, and there's, and it's not just him taking over the game with having the ball and driving the basket and stuff, which the stuff he needs to do. But at the same time, like he gives up the ball in that game seven and he's just standing on the wing like two feet from another teammate. And it's like, it's not only messing up the spacing, you know, you're not doing anything active. And now your defender can just pretty much free roam because your teammate's defender is standing right there chilling. Like, I mean, and you're on the weak side, like, which already screws up with the offense because you're not doing any screens or anything. And I saw him do it once or twice this season during the bubble, but I mean, honestly, uh, I understand why the Rockets get so much flack, and I kind of agree with it. Like, 
yes, their their the way they play doesn't really work, but I think if if I mean I think the way they play there is a chance it could work. But the problem is is that person has to be committed to it a hundred percent and give his all all the time. I mean, and the thing is Harden is talented enough, it's just he apparently just saves his energy for interesting uh, regular season games and not uh, game seven. So I don't, I don't understand. Harden is definitely one of the most frustrating players to watch, uh, especially in the playoffs. Can I keep the fake trade going one more time? Mm. Build another one? So, you know, the Spurs have that 11th pick in the draft, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what they would have to package with that pick. I don't know what kind of players they would have to give up. The farm? Yeah. But Siakam's looking like a real interesting target. For you guys? Yeah, Siakam on the Spurs. You like the sound of that? I mean, are the Raptors pulling the plug on Seattle? He looked pretty good earlier this season. I don't know. I just know. I just know when I start building my players, I want the Spurs to trade for it list. I mean, him and Karis Levert are those are on, those are uh, probably one and two right now. So you don't you know, you you still like Siakam after this multiple playoff series? looking kind of yeah after going two for 13 in the playoff game from three yeah I just I believe he shot 13 threes in one of those games that's insane but yeah I could I would I would run it with Siakam for a minute I think that'd be so I think that'd be a lot of fun I mean and the thing is is that he didn't even have to be like Kawhi level of carrying the team he just had to be not bad that was the problem is he was bad and it wasn't like they were playing great defensive teams like who was it at first who did they play in the first round uh the nets yeah the nets even against the nets he wasn't going off and i mean those days those were the third stringers and then against the um, uh against and then yeah against the celtics there were just too many times where he's playing against guys like they're undersized, you know, compared to him. Like he can be about their size. Like Tice is not that tall and that great a defender. And I mean, he was playing against Marcus Smart, those like pretty average size guys. And he just couldn't score. He, he just couldn't get it done. I mean, and yes, Marcus Smart is all first team defense, but there are other guys on the team. He just, you know, you could get matched up on Kembo, like get a couple screens, you know, but he just couldn't get it done. It took Kyle Lowry in the post, like, and hitting those shots. Um, it was just really – his play was really disappointing considering his competition. Did they take Roback? You still there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, do, do, do you, you, do you think the, do you think the Raptors would take? Uh, do you think the Raptors would take the Rose back? I'm sure the Spurs could move him. Uh, no. 
That chapter's close. Oh, bummer. He's getting he's just getting older. Any mid range, I mean. Yeah, I don't think Siakam over DeRozan is necessarily an upgrade. And Siakam still could hit another level. Like he's just starting to it's his first year of being the number one guy in the offense until the playoffs, so I think he could hit another level. Uh Siakam, but yeah, DeRozan's career is pretty much done. I I don't see DeRozan doing much else besides maybe like a good bench veteran player for uh like if he goes title chasing. Um beyond that, I think I, I I'm not gonna lie, I think DeRozan DeRozan's story is already written. Mid range guy who couldn't get it done. He couldn't go I have one last thought before we feet. go. Okay. And it, it's this time. It's this time of year. Playoffs, late playoffs happens every year. We we just we know LeBron's the best player in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, some the last couple of years it's been Giannis. You know, he won the MVP. A lot mm-hmm. like that, best player in the league, and then it kind of happened with a little bit better like. Okay, this is the guy we're picking for one if we want to win. We're building the championship team. Mm-hmm. Why Leonard's the guy you want. But LeBron was hurt last year, so he wasn't in the playoffs, so he wasn't able to challenge Kawhi at all. Mm-hmm. But every year LeBron's healthy, it seems like he kind of gets, you know, mm-hmm. some other guy seems to supplant him. Steph Curry, Giannis, whoever, Kevin Durant. And every year by the time the end of the, the finals roll around and the season ends, it's you know what? LeBron is actually the best player in the league. And it's year 17. Like, who does that? I mean, yeah, except those two finals where he played against the Cheat Warriors when he had, when KD got those finals MVPs. But outside of those years, yeah. Um, I mean, but I don't think anybody necessarily thought Kevin Durant was better than LeBron. There were some whispers. um, There were some whispers for sure. There are definitely people saying he was the best LeBron player. I think probably better, and people understood, you know, the Warriors. The thing is, is like, especially on that yeah, three where he like, made uh, – They had Curry, Thompson, and all those guys. Yeah. Ron's playing with J.R. Smith. Like, of course. I mean, I, you know. I think the theory – I just think it's incredible. Every year, every yeah. year it happens, he flies under the radar just a little bit. Every year by the time the season ends, it's, oh, yeah, LeBron's the best player in the league. We all have to remind ourselves of that every year. Yeah. I mean, I think those years, like, the serious basketballers, like, people who actually, like, study the game all the time knew LeBron was the best player. But, like, most people were like, oh, KD's the best player. But, I mean, it was just obviously two series. Um, Yeah, no, LeBron is going to show up and show out. And, I mean, the thing is, is AD may put up better stats, but LeBron's going to make the ones that count. And uh, I don't really see him ever having a 2-11 and 11 game. Um, like, or a 6-22 and 22 game like Kawhi over here. Um, because it's just, even if he doesn't, even if he isn't hitting, he'll know that, you know, he usually starts passing the ball, getting his other star going. But he almost always finds a way to score. I mean, he gets superstar calls, obviously, so... Even if he's not making them, he can he can usually uh, draw the fouls and stuff. 
So, so are we gonna are we gonna lock in our picks for uh, for the two half series before we go? Lock it. Yeah. So my picks locked in: Celtics in seven, uh, Lakers in uh, six, and then Lakers or no, La- yeah, Lakers in six, and then Lakers in five in the finals. Against my uh, against the Celtics. Oh, you're doing finals picks too, huh? Yeah, I got my final pick. I don't. Yeah, I'm not even gonna give them two games. I think if they if they get if they get the Celtics, they're beating them in one. I mean, I love. I'll go. I'll go. Lake, I'll go Lakers in five. I'll go Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I don't win the second game. Lakers in five, Nuggets win game two, and then go Celtics in seven. Tatum, Tatum goes on an 8-0 run at the end of game seven and uh, hits two free throws to take the lead, and the Celtics win, and we get Lakers-Celtics in the finals. Who do you have in the finals? You want me to pick my finals? I don't even know if my finals pick is going to be right. You want me to pick the... Yeah, I mean, we don't know if any of our picks will be right. Um, if it's Lakers, Celtics, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll change it when we get there, even if it is for Celtics. But I'll say... Uh, I'll, go, I'll go seven. I'll go, I'll go Lakers and mm-hmm. Celtics in seven. All right. And then I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Lakers. All right. All right. Alex Caruso, game winner to win the finals. In game, in <laughs> oh, game, my uh, goodness. Well, we'll go Google we'll game four. If Caruso really gets the game Alex winner, Caruso any the game, game winner. winner in game four, save the Lakers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Lakers go on to win the finals. Okay. Davis, finals MVP? Huh? What? Ooh. I could see it. I don't think I could see LeBron losing steam. And All right, we're doing we're doing it. NFL NFL later this week, right? Yep. While we get it out soon, go through all the games. I know I know you're looking forward to I have it. Lots of lots of lots of complaining about Philip Riverdale. Yeah, I had a, I had lots a and lots that of was complaining. Come up a little bit. But yeah, we'll definitely get it out I'll, before the start of this. I'll complain to anybody who listens. Well, I'll be here to listen, definitely. Anywho, uh, that should be about it. Uh, keep an eye out for the NFL pod. But yeah, thanks for tuning in for our NBA one. Um, getting to the best time of the year. So yeah, thanks for listening. And keep an eye out for more content on spop.media. That's pop.media.